Hello and welcome to An Unconventional Teacher. I'm your host, John Hinthorne. Our podcast explores the unconventional methods that make our classrooms and educators great. We hope to uncover why it is that the unconventional ways of yesterday are now becoming the conventional ways of today. We have a bunch of exciting ways for you to support our growing community of unapologetically unconventional educators. They can all be found in our show notes and on social media. Thank you for being here. And a very special thanks to all those who donate to our show and work to make this Pay It Forward project possible. If you're a listener and you're coming back for more episodes, thank you for coming back. And if this is your first time listening, we are so glad you're here. Today, we have an extraordinary guest with us, Patrick James Lynch. He's a musician outside of teaching, which I can totally bond with as a musician. He was a great friend, still is a great friend. I got a chance to work with Patrick while we were at the Charter School of Morgan Hill, just south of San Jose, California. And when Patrick took his first set of keys to his classroom, all of us celebrated in absolute joy because the Patrick that we saw with his kids was inspirational. His kids looked up to him. They smiled. They had so much joy. We got a chance to collaborate on a couple projects together while I worked with him. And the use of music and musical literacy that he does with his students, along with a myriad of other things, you want to tune into this episode. Thank you for being here. Now let's begin. Okay, everyone, welcome back to An Unconventional Teacher. Today we have with us Patrick Lynch. As I said in my pre-introduction, he is a remarkable educator, inspiring his third graders, inspires all of us. When you walk around campus and you see Patrick and you see the way that his students are looking at him, you realize he is not only an effective educator, but he loves his students with this intense sort of unbridled, unconditional love. Beyond that, he's a musician, which I can relate to. He started out as an instructional aide on a one-to-one situation with an amazing young gentleman, and now he has his own keys. He's, he's uh, a, a, an amazing second-grade educator at the Charter School of Morgan Hill. Welcome, Patrick. We are so glad you're here. Thanks for doing this. Thank you so much, John. What, a, what an introduction. I feel like uh, I could use that introduction every day on my way into the classroom. Or Go ahead. Play the recording, and it'll, yeah. it'll be like kind of your <laughs> pump-up music. We'll do it. Oh, man. Well, I think my favorite part of what you just said is that you recognize and um, you've probably heard me say it or remember hearing me say it, but that the most important thing to me is that my students uh, trust me and know that I care yep. about them. Um, That's right. And you you saw that it actually just reminded me of a little of a little story of walking into your classroom after my class, my second graders at the time had written fairy tales and your, I think, seventh or eighth graders had written um fairy tales in reimagined fairy tales in Spanish. So our kids got to listen to your kids and whether they understood the fairy tales, they were so engaged and just loved that opportunity. And then my kids got to read their fairy tales to your kids. So it was this really nice. That was cool. We couldn't, we didn't even plan it. It was just like, oh, you happen to do that. I happen to do this. It happened to work out. Mm -hmm. The synchronicity of Mm -hmm. things at times, um, which I think is, uh, speaks to the point of being an unconventional teacher is being willing to jump into those um, opportunities, those teaching and learning moments that might not fit with the uh, curriculum or the lesson you had planned. I love that. That's an amazing intro and and really kind of touches on our 
our subject that we're going to be talking about um, today. So th thanks for being here. Do you want to do a little introduction? Let us know what school you're at, what you're teaching right now. I think you're, you've got a hybrid situation going yeah. where you have partial, you know, in person with kids and masks and that sort of thing. And then online with some, some distance learning. How, how's that going for you? What's your background? Give us a little intro into you. Who's right Patrick on. Lynch? Yeah. So, um, I'm a third grade teacher now. I've done most of my actual uh, independent teaching with uh, second and third graders. Um, I work at Charter School of Morgan Hill and um, we're a public charter school. We base most of our uh, approach, our academic approach in project-based learning, which has definitely been difficult um, given that it uses, requires a lot of collaboration and uh, working together. And since we've been uh, in this shelter in place and distance learning uh, model, those things have been a little difficult right now. I've shifted as of October, late October to teaching a hybrid, two hybrid classes during the day. And what that looks like is about two and a half hours at school with my AM class or my PM class. And then at home, whether you're the PM class, you'd be doing some online stuff in the morning. If you're the AM class at school, you'd be doing some online stuff in the afternoon. Uh, but a lot less internet time, a lot less screen time, and really the majority of what I'm looking for for these kids and what I keep telling their parents is um, emotional connections with the other kids and interactions, right. social interactions with other kids. And I think- So um, needed. Absolutely. And you know, I, I definitely hear the people who are who are saying, you know, this is, this is a time that kids are gonna really struggle through, but, but kids are resilient and they're gonna be mm -hmm. okay so long as we keep providing them social emotional support as their teachers mm -hmm. and their parents. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really magical being back at school, even as um, COVID, the numbers have risen and we were really nervous that we were gonna go back to the distance learning uh, format. And I feel really safe at school. I think that's important to say right now for teachers who might right. be nervous about going back. I think following the protocols, following the CDC guidelines, doing a lot of washing of tables, and I know that sounds terrible, but uh, yeah. it really isn't that bad once you get into a routine, just like other things. Um, it just becomes that's part of your day. That's great perspective. Thank you for painting that picture. I know I'm not back and I'm a little nervous having young kids and a dad with kind of those, those core mor comorbidities and stuff. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we do have a short podcast because our listeners are teachers and we have a short amount of time. So I want them to uh, be able to listen to you talk about your craft, if that's okay. Patrick, talk to us about what inspired you to teach. Um, yeah, I simply the students. Um, I full on um, believe that uh, we're there for them and um, it's not the other way around. So being there in the classroom with, with the kids or being even on those Zoom calls and being that voice that says, I see you and I value you and I value what you have to say is, uh, is why I do what I do. Uh, I, I love did, it. I didn't think I was gonna be a teacher. I didn't, it wasn't in my, uh, my wheelhouse. I, I, what were you thinking about? Was it music or soccer I mean, or rowing? What, what were you gonna do? It was music. I was coaching rowing. I was thinking maybe construction. I had, I mean, really, I had a lot of different stuff. I figured I, I do uh, restaurants. I, I'd always worked in restaurants, and one day I wanted to own one, something like that. I met. I started working with kids um, in special education, and by seeing how hard they worked and how much they responded to just being seen and treated like like my friend and like somebody I acknowledge and and really value. Uh, it made me want to be a teacher. My goodness. I love it. And and everyone's blessed because you are. So that's, that's fantastic. Thank you.
Um, well, this show is called An Unconventional Teacher, and you've been cited by your peers uh, to come on the show as an unconventional teacher. And almost everyone that we've talked to says, well, I don't really consider myself an unconventional teacher. So that might be your situation. But um, can you give us, a, a from your perspective, what, what makes you an unconventional teacher if you were to take on that that claim? I've always kind of thought, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I use the word unconventional. I kind of went with like non-traditional when I sure. started out teaching. I love it. Um, so I think about my back to school night um, and at my back to school night, I go through our school, our school, uh, whatever, our student outcomes that we tell parents that we want. And uh -huh. one of them is academic achievers. And I tell teachers that that's my, I, I tell the parents that that's one of my least important things. <laughs> and, 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 and it always catches their attention. And I say, you know, it's not so much that they're academic achievers. I want them to be good, empathetic, honest, and socially responsible young individuals. And what, what do the parents say when you say that? That's, uh, a, that's definitely an unconventional thing. Oh yeah. So you'll definitely have the parents who really want clarification on that. And I'll get an email after. Mm -hmm. And then we have a rich conversation about how, yes, your kid is high in math with, I'm holding uh, quotation marks in the air right now. Your kid is sure. high in reading. They're, they're a high writer, but do they empathize? Do they, are they able to see another student who's sitting mm -hmm. alone at recess and go and make them feel better? Are they mm -hmm. able to be patient with a learner who's maybe lower, again, quotation marks in the air than them? And I think those are the skills that build a better society and really build a better person. And maybe I hear you saying the main point of school. Yep. Uh, I, I was one of the generations raised with watching Mr. Rogers and right. my mom would sit the, my brothers and I down in front of the TV and we'd be mesmerized by this, yeah. by this human being who looked through the TV and tried to see his, see the kids watching him and really be, and teach kindness. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is, that's my number one thing. If, if a boss, a principal, a whoever uh, didn't agree with my belief system around that, then I probably wouldn't teach at that school or I would just sure. say, hey, I, I'll find somewhere else that values it. Yeah. And, and at the same time, you are interested. We don't want we want we don't want the visitors or your, your parents to think like you're just doing willy nilly things and singing Absolutely. kumbaya. Right. You're Absolutely. still teaching reading and math at a high level of rigor at a yep. project based learning school. Um, Patrick, can you give us a story, one story that illustrates how important it is to take risks, try new things, and think outside of that of, of that box, so to speak, those traditional methods? What makes you an atraditional or non-traditional teacher? All right. So for that one, I, I kind of think when I when I started, we had this heroes project that the mm. kids were doing, and it was um, it wasn't the richest as far as project-based learning is concerned. It was kind of a, a project that we would have had when we were growing up, but right. it was on it was on cereal boxes, and they would have they would name their cereal after their hero, and that's that was my first year of teaching. And my second year, my teammates and I um, decided to. It really wasn't even me. It was um, it was Robin Sin. If you remember Robin, I do um, remember Robin. Robin Robin had this great idea to try out this new program through Adobe called Adobe Spark and make these heroes web pages. So the kids actually created their own web pages of their heroes. So they totally out of our comfort zone. We we mm -hmm. it's our first year with Chromebooks. Very very fortunate that our students at that point had just gotten one to one um, devices, mm -hmm. but we used this program. And I remember this this kid uh, who really he was a struggling reader and was always nervous to read, even with me one on one. But when he recorded his voice and he recorded himself with what he had written, he read his words so beautifully with such great like fluency and expression. 
And wow. it was like he saw himself on his heroes page and like he saw his words and his heroes page might have been a <laughs> might have been shorter or his writing might have <laughs> been less than other kids. But it was the most powerful thing hearing him first hearing his voice, but watching his face light up when he was hearing his own voice and recognizing uh, himself as a reader. I'm smiling from ear to ear. What a great way to end our quick interview here, Patrick. It was amazing having you on. Thank you for coming on. I, I wish you all the best in terms of finishing out this semester. And all the folks at uh, CSMH Charter School, Morgan Hill, please, please give them my love. Um, you and your family and all your students continue focusing on what matters. And, and it's the love it is that sense of Ubuntu that you and I were talking, right? I am because you are that empathy, those those skills that truly matter around being kindness. What a great way to end our episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, thank so you much. and have a wonderful day. Take care. You as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of An Unconventional Teacher. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed producing it. This is a project to pay it forward to the teachers and educators out there seeking something different. If you are or have someone in your world that is an unconventional teacher, please send their name to anunconventionalteacher at gmail.com and we can work to get them on this show. Also, please join us on Instagram and Twitter at an unconventional teacher and be a part of our growing movement to embrace the different. As I tell each and every one of my classes I teach at the end of our time together, vive como si fuera su último día. Live like it were your last day. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.